Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. I want to to go to a very familiar passage of scripture tonight that if you've been in church, around church for any length of time, you've heard this. It's a powerful psalm, Psalm 91, and we're going to walk through some of these verses here tonight and talk about under his wings, under his wings. Psalm 91 and 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. I tell you what, let's read it together. Will you do that with me? Read it out loud together. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust. Surely shall devour from the snare of the fowler and from the noisesome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night nor the arrow that flieth by day nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand and it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Amen. Lord, we love you today. We thank you, Lord, for your word. What an encouraging psalm today. Lord, that we want to be under your wings to receive the protection and the answer that we need. In your precious name, we praise you. Let everybody say amen. Amen. God bless you. Turn around to your neighbor, shake their hand, and greet them in the house of the Lord, and you can be seated. Praise God. I'm excited to see Chloe tonight. Good to see you tonight, Chloe. Praise God. What a powerful and promise-filled psalm. It depicts for us a beautiful picture, something that is taken from the natural to portray a spiritual concept. Let me just say, God doesn't have wings. I just want to make sure you know that this is a, a way that God demonstrates in his word often natural things that show his spiritual essence and character. He's talking about when a a mother bird would take a a little chick and protect it from the storm, protect it from adversity, protect it from attackers, and bring that little chick under her wing. 
and showing us the protection of God, the freedom that we find from God, the hiding place that is in Him, the security that is in Him, the safety that is in Him, and all these things can be found under His protective covering. Amen. He covers us under His wings. It is the dwelling there in the secret place. When we abide under His shadow, we are protected. How many of you know that we live in a crazy, fearful time? We live in an uncertain time. We are living in a time where they're saying peace and safety and security. That's what we're shooting for. But really what they're shooting for is an antichrist rule. And so we need to know how to live in this hour that the enemy is, is, is using terror and fear and tactics of pressure to attack us. Amen. God's formula... For protection and rescue in his covering, it begins with this phrase, he that dwelleth. Somebody say, dwelleth. It reveals the fact that the one who receives these promises is the one that stays under his covering, under his wings. He that dwelleth, he that remains, he that inhabits, it's, it's the same word as often used in the Old Testament for Mary. Mary, you stay together. You abide together. Amen. It speaks of thoroughly being settled in a, in a state of settledness. We, we are living in a state of uncertainty and, and people vacillate up and down, in and out, and all the kinds of other things that are going on. And, and yet the Lord says, if you'll dwell, if you'll stay faithful, you know, people say, where's God? Are you under his wing? Where's God when I need him? Well, are you dwelling under his authority? Jesus put it like this in John chapter 15 and verse 4. He said, abide in me. Somebody say, abide in me. He said, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine, Again, another analogy from the natural to show a spiritual concept. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he shall, cast, shall be cast Forth as a branch, and is withered, and men gather them and cast them in the fire, and they're burned. If you're not going to stay connected to him, there's destruction in your path. He said, if ye abide in me, verse 7, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. God is not some kind of smorgasbord a golden corral buffet that you can just come every week or every month or so and say, oh, I want my steak medium rare. Can I get a witness? Yeah, I got any medium rare people in the house of God? Woo, praise God. Huh. <laughs> That's my opinion. That's my taste buds. Praise God. And the rest of y'all can have burnt sacrifices if you want it. <laughs> but he said, if you abide in me. Oh, Lord, why, am I, why, why can't I get this? Why, why am I feeling this? And why am I going? Well, check your location on your 
personal GPS. Are you abiding in him? Are you abiding in him? Amen. He said, he said if you abide in me, in verse 7, my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. This is, again, not just a magic potion. This is abiding in him and his words, living by his words, obeying his words, uh, abide in you. Verse 8, herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. If you keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. <clears throat> so there's a connection between obedience and abiding. There's a connection between staying faithful and abiding. Amen. I have seen those that live a wishy-washy, up-and-down kind of life, and they're, they're constantly dealing with, with, with this uh, issue of, well, does God love me? He does. He loves you when you go away, but he can't bless you until you abide. Abide. Those who make their abode under the Most High will be the ones that receive the protection and the promise. And he said, I'm going to put you in a secret place. Secret place. I'll cover you in a secret place. For that means a shelter, a hiding place. A place of safety. There is a place that God wants to take you in the middle of your storm, in the middle of your battle, in the middle of your warfare, in the middle of your mind being in turmoil. And he said, there is a secret place. I've got a place for you that is full of blessing and protection. I'll take you there if you'll stay under my wing. Secret place. A hiding place. Psalmist said in 27 and verse 4, One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. There's that dwell, abide in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in time of trouble, in time of trouble, he shall hide me. And the word here is in his pavilion and in the secrets of his tabernacle shall he hide me and he'll set me upon a rock. I'm going to be all right when the storm comes, when the terror comes, when the problem comes. I'm going to be all right. I refuse to listen to the story of the storm. I'm going to listen to the whisper of my heavenly father that I'm abiding under. He's going to take me to that secret place. Anybody need that today? Anybody need that this, this evening? I need to know the secret place. Verse 6 says, and, and now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy, and I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Can we just lift up our voice right now and sing praises unto our God? Hallelujah. No matter the storm, no matter the terror. Oh, Jesus, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to rejoice in you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He said in, in, in this Psalm 27, he's going to hide me in his pavilion. That means a place that is fenced about. Get this, overshadowed. I'm going to hide. Where's that place? Whew. Praise God. 
Man, I wish I had big old wings that I could just flop out here. That's the best that I could do. But he's going to hide me under where he's covering me, where he's covering me. Hallelujah. Can I tell you that's a lesson that sometimes is hard to remember. But if I can stay under his shadow, I will remain in his pavilion. I will remain under his protection in the name of the Lord. The covered will say, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God and him will I trust. Hallelujah. The psalm begins in verse 1. He that dwelleth. In the secret place of the Most High. Let's stop and look at the Most High. What is he doing? That's the Hebrew word, Elion. That means the Most High according to his excellentness and authority. The Most High authority. I'm under the best authority. Antichrist will rise. Amen. Babylon rises. But I'm under the highest authority. I'm under him. Praise the Lord. He said, I'll, I'll abide in the secret place of the Most High, and I will also abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Shadow, that word literally means protection. I will abide under the protection. God's got this. Turn to three people and tell them, God has got this. Come on, take the time. God has got this. I'm going to be under the shadow. I'm going to be under the shade. I, uh, the shade, when, when a shadow is cast, he's saying everything under that shadow, everything under that shade comes under my protection. Woo! <laughs> everything under, I'm going to stay under the shade. Glory, I'm going to stay under his presence. Everything under the shade is protected. I'm going to get close to my heavenly father because under him it's pro. Protected. Praise God. The psalmist also wrote in chapter 17 and 8, Keep me as the apple of the eye. That, that very valuable part. Amen. Keep me as the apple, that very center of your eye, and hide me under the shadow of thy wings. Amen. The word shadow here has an interesting meaning and intent. It means the state of of interposing something between an object and a source with the uh, associative meaning of protection and refreshment. So when he says he's going to hide me under the shadow, it is keeping me from whatever's trying to get to me. Whatever's trying to get to me, if I'll stay under his shadow, I'm protected because it can't get to me. Hallelujah. You know, the storms of your life are going to come, but they don't have to get to you. Problems will rise and difficulties will come and go and doctors will give you reports, but it can't get to you. Hallelujah. Even if your body is riddled with disease, it still can't get to you because you're under his shadow. Oh, but I also got, I'm getting ahead of my notes, but let me just tell you this. In Malachi, he talks about the son of righteousness who is coming, and he's got healing in his wings. He's got healing in his wings. He'll bring me through. He'll touch me. He'll heal me. I'm going to be all right. He said, I'll be under the shadow of the Almighty. El Shaddai is the name here. The God of absolute power 
and authority. This is the Almighty. That means there's not another. There's some mighties, but there's only one Almighty. There's some strong folks. There's some strong demons, but there's only one Almighty. Everything else is less than. Everything else is under that. Uh, hallelujah. The Almighty. I heard a definition one time, I believe, a uh, 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 a preacher by the name of Robert Bear made this definition of El Shaddai, and it stuck with me for years. He said, it's the God that tells nature what to do. It's the God that tells nature what to do. Hallelujah. I want to stay under that protection. I want to be under that covering. We pick up verse 2 in Psalm 91, and then it says, And I will say, I will confess, I will declare, of the Lord, Yahweh, Jehovah, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. He is my refuge. Where are you going to go in the time of, 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 you have no other place to run to? Where are you going to go when it feels like your world is falling apart and there is no security? I'm telling you, I'm getting you ready for something that may be coming to you or something you're already facing. There's a place that you can run, amen, and his name is Yahweh. His name is Jesus. He is my refuge. He's the place I run to. He's my fortress. That means he's my defense in the time of attack. And he is not only the Lord, Yahweh, he is my God, my Elohim, my creator. If he created this world, he could keep him, keep us in the storm. And he said, in him, in him, in him, in him. Somebody say, in him, in him. Not in government, not in my money. In him, not in other people, but in him. People let you down and your money may fail. Government stinks, but he doesn't. Hallelujah. Government is corrupt, but he isn't. He said, in him will I trust. I trust in him. Some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. I trust. He's got a good track record. God has brought you through, brought me through. Amen. He's got a good track record. Oh, praise his name. I will trust him. I will trust him. Verse 3 says, surely he shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Man, this verse is rich. Can I just go a little deeper into this verse with you? He will deliver us from the snare of the fowler. The word snare in, in the Hebrew is where we get the word pegasus, horse. It's pronounced pegasus. But it means a noose, a snare. It's a snare that they use to catch birds with. It implies unexpected, sudden snare. The reason that it's connected to the word Pegasus, because that's what they called the Trojan horse in the story where they brought the Trojan horse as a gift. It was a snare. It was a trick. It wasn't really what it looked like. A snare is something that brings unexpected peril, 
unexpected loss, destruction, sudden, amen, deadly. It is the allurements of the enemy, the seductions of sin, and the entrapments of devils. Amen. No wonder Jesus said we ought to pray, deliver us from evil. Deliver us from evil. The snare. Snare describes a strategic attempt. Temptation is a snare. It shows us that the enemy wants to come and give us a Trojan horse. It looks good, but it's not a gift. No wonder Paul said, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, we are not ignorant of his devices. Hallelujah. See, see, the Lord says there are going to be some snares that come your way that will trick you, but I got you. If you stay under me, I got you. I'm going to deliver you from the snare and the trick. Can I just tell you today, there are many things the devil has tried to get you that God blocked it because you were under his authority. There are things that should have destroyed you, brought you down, and you could not survive. But because you're under him, he said, I'll block it. I'll deliver you. I'm not going to let it have its impact on your life. Praise be to God. Then this interesting, hard-to-say word. I don't know if you noticed in my reading, my tongue got all tangled up around this noisy-some pestilence. Say that fast. Yeah, y'all got this. Come up here and do it. Noisy-some here in the sense of the language sense is this, destruction. Destruction. This is what the sense in my Logos Bible app said this. The termination of something by causing so much damage, it cannot be repaired or it will no longer exist. Noisesome pestilence is those pestilence that come in like a great wall of locusts are a, a, a huge flood that just comes in and overcomes everything. And everything's demolished. Everything's destroyed. And some things are not even seen. I think about in our area, we would say, noisy some tornadoes that pick up houses and move them off. I remember back a few years ago, when a tornado came through, it, 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 it destroyed uh, uh, Brother Sonny and Sister Pam's house. And, 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 and it completely destroyed everything except one wall. And there's pictures still sitting on the fireplace mantle. They said that there was a cow that was in one field. And that storm came and picked that cow up over the power lines and dropped it in another field. And it just kept on grazing. I remember that one year when, when a tornado come through and just south of Bedford, it took a roof off of a house and flipped the curtains on the outside and the roof set back down so it looked like the curtains was flip, flipping on the top of it, of the wall. It's things that you can't fix. Anybody ever had some things in your life you couldn't fix? But the Lord said, I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to cover you against the noises and pestilence. Oh, praise be to God. Praise be to God. 
In verse 4, we continue. It says, And he shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust under his protection, under his power, under his almighty power, under his Yahweh power, underneath his God power. He said, I'm going to protect you, and you can trust that. You can trust God. Can I tell you? You can trust God. You can trust God. You can trust God. I'm going to keep saying this somebody gets it. You can trust God. You can trust God. He shall cover you. He shall overshadow you. He's going to put you under. That is submission. Amen. If I'm under his wings, I'm submitted to him. And, And those that are submitted to the Lord will trust him. Those who are in rebellion can't trust anybody. Under submission to his authority. There are those today that says, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to go live how I want to live outside of God's authority. And the apostle Peter wrote about these folks that despise government, who think little of dominion, power, and authority. They walk in the flesh, and he said, in the lust of uncleanness. The Bible calls them presumptive people. They boldly reject authority. I don't know about you, um, one of, one, of my, one of the things I like to do, about, I enjoy watching uh, YouTube videos on wood making and, 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 and car, where they redo a car or uh, some new tools that come out. It's just a glorified commercial, but uh, you, know, you can get this at Amazon. Really cool. You need this, and you know how that works. And... But I see these people that get stopped by a cop and they video themselves being stopped by a cop, and they're as belligerent, as obstinate. Has anybody been ever pull, been pulled over a cop more than once? I'm not going to go any higher than that. I will just say I am in that category. Brother B, my dad taught me Here's what you do. You put both hands on the wheel. If it's at night, you turn your lights on inside the car. Roll down your window. And you look and you say, yes, sir. No, sir. You want my license? Here they are. But these people today, is just like the cops, I can treat them however I want to. And we wonder why the cops are treating people however they want to. It's because there's a lack of understanding of authority and lawlessness lawlessness rises when authority becomes laughed at. Presumptions. What what a correct word to talk about those who boldly reject authority today and blazingly do their own thing. The Bible says they're self-willed, but those that will be under his wing, they get the shield and buckler. I wanted to break that down, and, and so I began to study what a shield was and what a buckler was. And, and here's the best thing I can understand is that they're both shields. One's a little shield, and one's a big shield. And what the Lord says, I got you covered double. 
I'm covering you double. I got you a little shield and I got you a big shield. Whatever comes your way, I got you covered. Amen. In the New Testament, we take the shield of faith whereby we can quench the fiery darts of the wicked. Why? Because he said, if you'll stay under my covering, I got you. You're going to be all right. You can trust. And in verse 5, he says, thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night nor the arrow that flieth by day for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. When missionary Adams was here, they told us a story at the restaurant after the service that night about a, a Pentecostal family that was in Ukraine in an area that the Russians had taken over And they had put landmines all around this particular area. And the Russians, brothers and sisters, they're doing despicable things to women and children and killing folks. It was was an awful. And so this, this family needed to leave. They needed to leave this area. They were in a very dangerous hot zone. And they begin to pray and say, oh God, what are we going to do? We don't know where the landmines are. And so they walked out of their house with their suitcases, trusting that God would be with them. And as they come out, the first thing they they encounter a little ways down the road is they encounter a Russian soldier. And he snaps at them and says, what are you doing? What are you doing here? And they said, we're trying to leave. We're trying to get to a certain place. He said, well, don't you know there's landmines everywhere? Yes, we're just, we're, just got, we're just trying to get out here. And he said, okay, well, follow me. I know that where they are. And walks them out of the landmines. Can I tell you, it pays to be under his shadow. It pays to be under his covering. I know it doesn't always work that way, but a lot of times it does. He's going to take care of you. Praise God. I believe somebody needs this tonight. Somebody needs this tonight. Not by not afraid of the terror by night, the unknown, the unexpected, the thing that brings fear to our hearts. Not afraid. Not afraid. Not afraid. Or the arrow, the known, the seen, the heard. Hallelujah. My dad had said many times he'd fall on his knees praying when he heard those old uh, uh, German, what they call screaming memes. They, they took their rockets and they would bend a fin on that rocket. So when it went in the air, it screamed. And the terror was perhaps more devastating upon the soldiers than just the explosion itself. He said, we would hit the ground when we hear, you know, the devil wants to send you into a fit to send you in a place where you're just, I'm defeated. No, I am not. I'm under his wing. I might feel defeated, but I'm under his wing. I might feel I'm overcome and overwhelmed and there's nothing else I can do, but I am under his wing. He said, verse 6, nor the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor the destruction that wasteth in a noonday. Do you know what pestilence means? Disease. Pandemic. Epidemic. I believe it was the trick of the enemy. The enemy was trying some things in this generation to promote fear and push people's buttons. With fear. With fear. 
It was no longer a situation that you want to wear a mask? Fine. People got rabid about it. They'd go fight you about it. Vaccine, no vaccine. Mask, no mask. Quarantine, no quarantine. And I'm not trying to put doom and gloom on anybody, but I believe there were some spirits at work to try some things. Let the church of God stand on their two feet and say, I am not afraid because I'm under his wings. It doesn't mean that I test, I, I'm testing and, and I'm, 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 I'm just being unwise and I'm not taking care of myself. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about ultimately my trust has got to be in him and in him alone. Pestilence is disease. Destruction is disasters. Then he said, a thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand but it shall not come nigh thee. Hallelujah. It shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. You're going to see the result. Amen. One of these days, we're going to see the result. It may not be in our lifetime. It may be from the portals of glory, but we're going to see the end result. Verse 9, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, and even the most high thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, because you remain under his covering, because you sought him as a refuge, because you made the most high, the most high authority, your habitation. Amen. There shall no evil befall thee. But, but, but pastor, this has happened and that happened. Amen. One of two things. Either God's going to bring you through it or you need to repent and get under his wings. He says in verse 11, for he shall give his angels charge over thee and keep thee in all thy ways. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In our first pastorate, we were laying in, our, in my bed. Sister Gil was asleep next to me. And I was asleep and I was awakened by what felt like an elephant sitting on my chest. And I could hardly breathe. And whatever it was, I know what it was, but that thing whispered in my ear and said, I'm here to kill you. Just a 30-something-year-old young man. And all I could do with all of my strength, Brother Chris, is push out, Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And I got freer and freer. And I just kept on saying, in the name of Jesus, and that thing left. It left, and I could begin to breathe. Can I tell you, that's the authority you and I have in this hour. Stop letting the devil intimidate you in this time. He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways, and they shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under your foot. What is he talking about here? Again, these are natural concepts to create a spiritual understanding. Jesus said, I'll let you tread on serpents. 
and scorpions. And again, that was a natural demonstration to show a spiritual principle because there's hierarchy in demons. There's the little ones, the bigger ones, and the bigger ones. Amen. He said, I'll let you walk on them. Stay under me. The Lord said in verse 14, he said, listen to this. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him and set him on high because he hath known my name. Because I've set my love on him. There's the key. Set your love on the Lord. Can you love him right now? Can you love him with all of your heart right now? Stand to your feet and begin to love him with all of your heart. Praise him with all of your heart. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise him with all of your heart today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Do you love him? Tell him you love him. Tell him you love him. Tell him that you love him. Praise God. Because we have set our love on him, he will deliver us. He will deliver us and he will help us in the hour. He will help us in the hour. Praise God. Hallelujah. How priceless is the unfailing, reckless love of God. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord today for that love. Thank the Lord today. Thank the Lord today. Praise God. Sister Shelley, would you go to Psalm 57 and 1 for me? Psalm 57 and 1. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Be merciful unto me, O God. Be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings, listen to this, will I make my refuge, somebody say, until. Until. The storm passes by until the calamities be overpassed. Hallelujah. So if you're in a storm, run under his wings. If you're in a trial, run under his wings. Get into his word. Abide in him and let his word abide in you. Not Cousin Ed's word. Not Uncle Bill's word. Not Aunt Sally's word. Not even preacher's word. The word. Let his word abide in you. Hallelujah, you're going to be all right. Hallelujah, you're going to be all right. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorchurch.com to learn more about our ministry.